You're up, you're ready, and you're listening to the Britney Mac Podcast. Everyone has a story. Applying them to Inspire the World Weekly on Motivation Mondays. Here's your host, Britney Mac. We're talking to Brandon Morris today. What's up, y'all? Because he's going to tell us about his health journey. He's come a long way, y'all. When he showed me his picture before and after, I was like, oh, my gosh. I would have never knew that was the same person. Yeah. You look so different, Brandon. I know. A lot of people have been telling me that. You can probably hear the smile on my face just yes, talking about he this. Does. <laughs> he's so happy about it. He's talked about his journey to me so many times at the rec center because that's where I work. So that's how we was able to get on it. Yeah. It was funny because... uh. I just was like, hey, I see you every day. What's your name? Yeah, because <laughs> so, so he tell me he always likes to plant seeds. So he likes to, if he see a person more than once, he's just like, you know what? I'm going to go plant a positive seed. Yeah, say and, what's up. Yeah, yeah, and you just build relationships from there. And I yeah. like that. And it's funny because a lot of people, a lot of women rather, they think like, oh, my God, another guy come over here to talk to me. But I'm just saying hi. Or when I'm in the gym, I think that's funny because when I see when I see women on certain machines and stuff that I want to use, and uh, when they're done with their set or whatever, and I just interrupt them for a second, I bet they're thinking like, "Oh my God, it's another one!" And I'm just like, "Hey, how many sets you got left?" Because <laughs> yeah. I need to use them. You're not trying to talk to them like that at all. Like, yeah, just- I don't take it like that neither. So when people try to ask me a question or talk to me about something, I don't think. Oh, this dude is trying to holler at me. Yeah. I just think they just want to say something or ask a question or something because not everybody is trying to holler at you. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, at this point in my life, I'm in the season of like building healthy, strong relationships because yeah. I just feel like a lot of us don't focus on building relationships, relationships instead of like, we're always trying to talk to people. I'm trying to talk to somebody or whatever because you need a lot of relationships to grow yeah, and to get your name out there and to just networking because yeah. just like when you built a relationship with me talking to me now you're on my podcast yes and telling this, the world and inspiring somebody about uh, health yes, you know it's so organic i love it it wasn't just like hey i know you come on my podcast like no we had conversation Uh this this was this this conversation about podcasts came about and Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i'm gonna plug my podcast i'm gonna do shameless plug i ain't mad at you for that (laughs) because i'm a shameless plug myself when i when i start getting into the you know posting stuff that i really want to do and really branding Mm -hmm. myself for what i really want to do so you know i ain't mad at the shameless plug you got to get it how you live (laughs) yeah when he was telling me about it i was like you know what i need this right here on my podcast this is exactly what my podcast is about because he was inspiring me y'all so i was like yeah you got to get on here and inspire all of these people because we just we need we need to talk about these things more we Mm -hmm. have a lot of blogs already that's talking about negativity or that are in people's business in the wrong kind of sense. Mm-hmm. It's like a negative light. So I really want to bring out some more outlets about just inspiring somebody. If you want to talk about somebody's story, talk about how they got to where they are at right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we're definitely going to talk about that. So starting at your childhood. So tell me about your childhood with your journey. How did it start out? Okay. Well, I've been overweight like all my life. 
I've been mm-hmm. I've been the fat boy every every grade. I'm the fat dude. I'm I'm fat ass nigga. Like all of <laughs> like I've always been fat boy. And man, I don't think people really know like. After, you can only take uh, a dude can take only so many fat boys. Yeah, before some people call like, you fat ass nigga. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> plenty, <laughs> plenty of times I've been called a fat ass nigga. It just it just be like that, you know. I mean, and who were calling you that? <laughs> people that weren't overweight. People that you know, I don't know. Just kids. Kids are cruel. Why kids. am I laughing? This not funny. It's funny. It's like, not funny. But looking, I'm like, dang. Yeah, looking back, I was not I expecting lie. that. Yeah, looking back, I ain't gonna lie. I'm still kind of mad. I'm still a little bitter. <laughs> I'm still trying to stun on folks. And you walked up to see you now. Like, yeah. I was fat back then, but look at me look now. Look at me now. You feel me? I'm out here. But anyway, so you know, growing up, um, my mom, she kind of blames it on herself sometimes because she mm. said, "Man, I wish I would have never, you know." told you you got to eat every crumb on your plate i wish i would have never told you that you got to eat all your food she says that to you yeah she uh when growing up she was like that she was always uh you know we don't waste food in this house type of person and you know a lot of black yeah. folks are like that you know so i think it's just a cultural thing you know we don't waste food in the house and so she feel guilty about your overweightness yeah i don't even think she's that guilty <laughs> but i know um, she has told me that before that she discredit she credits that to herself of me being overweight. My dad even said that too. He said he he blames my mama. <laughs> for that. But I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. And uh, my mom, my my folks had a even not not just you know with my weight, just with everything else. Like my mind has been molded a certain way because of um how I was raised and everything like that. But you know, I'm gonna go into the fitness portion. The the health and you know body weight portion first before I go into all the other avenues because fitness not only helped me change my physical appearance but it also helped me in other avenues uh-huh. where it be uh, money or spirituality or confidence you know, yeah confidence all these other things but um that's how that's pretty much how I grew up you know always always the fat kid always being mm-hmm. laughed at and joked with and uh, sometimes I thought. I was funny because I was the fat kid. Like mm-hmm. I remember some, I've seen some people say he like, not specifically me, but other people like that are like famous. Like when Jonah Hill was fat, <laughs> some people will be like, Jonah Hill isn't funny. He's just fat. Like, and Dang. that's why he's funny. And I'm like, no. Nah. So because you're a certain amount of pounds, like yeah. everything you do is funny. It's just easy to make fun of fat people. Like you remember well, Drake and Josh, Josh on, uh-huh. Josh from Drake and Josh. He, from Nickelodeon. Yeah, fat guy. Like, it's just easy to make fun of fat people. And it's also easy for fat people to make fun of themselves. I think they do that. Well, we used to do that to cope with that, you know. Uh-huh. And we know that our physical appearance is a certain way. So we maneuver around and being the funny guy. Or we build our personalities to a certain degree because we're trying to co- overcompensate. Mm-hmm. For how we look that's what we did a lot of. i did a lot of i know of overcompensating i wore big clothes to hide my you know rolls or anything like that yeah, you know really? what i'm saying mm-hmm. i wore big clothes and i was all i've always been funny i'm still funny i don't care what nobody thinks yeah you I'm are still funny anyway. <laughs> you yeah. make me laugh all the time when you come to the rec and talk to me and stuff like that yeah yeah folks be hating too yeah. We're gonna talk about that though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> people love to talk about people, but they don't know like where what you went through to get to where you got. So yeah, just 
just to put that out there, do not be just talking about people all the time because you never know what they went through. You never know how far they came, you know? Mm-hmm. So, about um, during school, just school period, you don't have mm-hmm. to be when you were just a child. Um, how did you go about getting girls? Did the girls say anything bad or did they like it? Well, um, <laughs> I've never been like, a ladies man like never i've seen big dudes be like man even when i was big or i was getting out of girls yeah i was still getting girls <laughs> and stuff like that but i was never i was, i'm not finna pretend like i was like i wasn't mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm still not just saying you know what i'm saying i'm uh-huh. just i'm just chilling i ain't out here just you know i hear womanizing and stuff you know i just uh-huh. you know, i'll be doing my thing i just be out here chilling focused and stuff yeah, i'm focused I'm, I'm on the grind right now i'm trying to shred down mm-hmm. but um uh, I had two major girlfriends. I in your had, whole entire life? In my entire life. I've only had two major girlfriends. I'm 24 now. I had my first girlfriend when I was 15 or 16. I'm going to say mm-hmm. 16. We dated until I was about 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And then my second girlfriend, I dated from 20 to 23. So they were like back to back. I dated one for about three to four years and the other one for three years consistently. Wow. This... And, yeah it's cool and all but i'm single now like it didn't amount mm-hmm. to anything well it amounted to a lot i'm not gonna say that because i've learned a lot from both of those relationships mm-hmm. but uh yeah my my weight did factor a lot into it because i've always had self-esteem issues mm-hmm. heavy heavy self-esteem issues um i never looked at myself as attractive i always thought like I'm funny and I got a nice face. That's so your it. girlfriends, they felt like they had to always make you feel confident. Yeah, because I put it out there that I had to make myself feel confident. Mm-hmm. But now, if I actually felt confident in myself, um, they wouldn't have to. Man, you look good. They wouldn't have to like, remind you all the time. Yeah, they wouldn't have to. I mean, it's cool to get the reminder. Like we all need that reminder. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, we want to hear that from our mates. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just. I needed it a little more uh-huh. than most. I never felt that way about myself. Uh, my first girlfriend, uh, she didn't care. She didn't care about that. She liked me for me. Mm-hmm. Second girlfriend, she didn't care either. She actually didn't really even, she told me at one point that she didn't really notice because when I got with her, I actually had lost weight before. Uh-huh. I dropped about 80 pounds. Wow. Yeah, so when I met her, I was like 230. But then like after dating three years, man, that relationship weight hit you. Uh-huh. I found, you know, the I found myself, weight. yeah, <laughs> I found myself in 2017, you know, 315 pounds. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God, too many dates at, you know what I'm saying, Yes, <laughs> it happens to the best of us, trust me. I, I done gained some happy weight uh-huh. that I wish I wouldn't have, but it's okay. <laughs> Dang, my happy weight, it was more than just happy weight, it was couch potato. Folks Ooh. really forget, like when you, when you start dating somebody heavy, a lot of us, we neglect you know our own health it's so many like yeah movie nights let's have a movie night you get all these snacks you get all these snacks Mm -hmm. all this pizza and stuff and then you couch potatoing Mm -hmm. eating all these snacks and then like even when you go out to restaurants you're eating a lot of calories yeah and you do that a lot it's like oh i need to slow down because i'm gaining weight (laughs) you know busting down calories like it ain't nothing Mm -hmm. and you it's unconscious because you're having so much fun Fun, and it's enjoyable yeah and you feel like you need to do that to keep everything alive you know i won't even say you need to do that but you know that's the go-to let's go yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go out to eat let's go let's go eat something even now like when i meet 
when I meet women, like, mm, a lot of times I'm putting them on to some food that they ain't never ate before. <laughs> That's like, I won't, I won't say this is my move. It's not my move or anything. I just know a lot about different food spots around the city. And so I was like, hey, have you eaten here before? And they'd be like, no. And you know what I'm saying? They say the fastest way to somebody's heart is through their stomach. It anyway. is. So. I love when somebody gives me food. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, thank you so much. No, those are like my closest friends. They've mm-hmm. got me food. You know, <laughs> it's crazy, right? right? I think there's everybody closest friends. If, I, <laughs> if I'm hungry and you can feed me, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to keep you around. Uh huh. Like oh, um, what, what are you doing today? Yeah. I always got some food, so I. Yeah, my closest friends were grew food. Cause yeah. food, I'm happy then. When I'm eating or got something to eat, I'm happy. So yeah, <laughs> my second relationship, the girl I was with from 20 to 23, um, I feel like she affected me in a way that is un indescribable. If that's, I'm gonna say indescribable because that sounds about right. Yeah, it, anyway, it sounds right. Yeah, she affected me in a way that's indescribable. Like I'm not the type to, of person to like when I break up with somebody, I don't talk about oh she did me like this mm-hmm. or she did me like that. No, man, I talk about me, mm-hmm. what I did wrong. I talk about yeah. what you know what I could have done better and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you know, she reminds me, you know how bad I affected her anyway like that and I always be like well this is a conversation let's have that conversation uh-huh um a lot of how I grew up went into it like my mom used to make me feel bad about stuff that even weren't that weren't even in my control mm-hmm. and you know I'd make her feel bad about it wow like yeah for real like I'll just be put that out there I wasn't to be honest I didn't love myself uh-huh and with me not loving myself I wasn't able to love her properly. So Uh we went three years with me, you know, going back and forth with, you know. Trying to get confidence. Trying to gain confidence in myself, Mm -hmm. but neglecting the person right there that's giving me everything that I need. Yes. And, you know, even validation. Validation Mm -hmm. was a big thing for me. I needed validation all the time, even though the only validation I needed was within myself. Yourself. Because before anybody can love you or you to love anybody else, you have to love yourself. Yeah. Or it's going to it's going to end, you know, some kind of way. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm going to just fast forward all the way to the breakup. Like after we broke up, I moved back to Memphis, thought I was going to be the shit, you know, but, you know. Where are you from? I'm from I'm from here. Um, Me and her met back in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You were going to UT Chat or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I was going to UTC. And, okay. Uh, I went for three sem- Man, I ain't scared to say it. I went for three semesters, and I ain't go to school for about four years after that. I was just mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. For real, just living. Me and her was re- on some real get married type shit. Like, mm-hmm. we, in- we even got an apartment together. We lived together for about a year and some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my roommate at the time, uh, we were getting ready to move out. He moved his girlfriend in. I moved my girlfriend in for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. I think it was two months, and then we all moved out. They went their separate ways, and we moved out to Hickson, Tennessee, and we stayed in an apartment out there for a year. We bought furniture. We had TV, all of this. We, y'all were really serious. Yeah, we we adopted a cat. Like it was yeah, all. That kind sounds of stuff. like y'all. Y'all was y'all sound like y'all was really in love. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, you know, she says that I never loved her, mm-hmm. but 
I, she don't understand that I didn't love myself, so yes. I couldn't properly love her. Uh huh. But and she claims that she claims that I didn't I didn't love her until it was all over. You know what? That might be right. Mm-hmm. You might be true about that. that. Might be true. But you know what? I'm, I still say it. Like, bro, I didn't love myself, so I couldn't properly love you. So you know, I gotta figure it out for myself. So after I'm fast forward, June, July, yeah, July of 2017. Heading into August, yeah, by August 2017, mm-hmm. I moved back to Memphis, Tennessee. She stayed out in Chattanooga because she still goes to school there. And I'm thinking I was finna be the shit, and I had the most humbling of experiences of my life. Somebody embarrassed you or something like that? No. Um, I came home and realized that I ain't shit. Wow. I, yeah, I always felt How like... How do you feel them coming home? This is the thing. I always felt like I was a nice guy. Uh-huh. Like I'm uh, like I'm one of the nice guys and stuff like that. But then, you know, because I didn't like I didn't have like a bunch of girls mm-hmm. or I wasn't always in some chum chick phase. Yeah. Um I I wasn't like stealing from nobody. I wasn't I wasn't like all of this. So I always thought I was a nice guy, but no, I wasn't a nice guy. I had I had an experience that I wasn't a nice guy. Uh-huh. I came home I didn't really have any friends because all my friends from Memphis, I really like, I kind of cut off and everything like that. Because yeah. over the years, people show their colors. You grow, um, you know, people grow in different directions. Yeah. And me and my girlfriend, we were together for so long. You know, my friends were her friends. And, you know, when you separate, that's when you really know where some people's loyalty lies. Uh huh. You know, and <laughs> a lot of their loyalty didn't lie with me. Mm. which is you know which is fine i understand um because why pretty, do you feel that way though because you know once it once it was cut off you know when people didn't keep com- uh keeping contact with me i mean granted i didn't keep contact with them either so you know it's fault on both sides i don't i don't ever put mine out there put i don't ever put theirs out there and not mine like i wasn't keeping contact with uh with them either but you know i still felt like alone like i felt so alone and my my relationship with my mm-hmm. parents isn't the same so i moved back in with my mom's i didn't have a job mm-hmm. i had my car i didn't have any friends so i didn't have really anybody to just call i'm dealing with my folks at home like oh my mm-hmm. god it, it was terrible like i'm dealing with y'all like you were going through family issues, man. It was, yeah, I was going through a lot. Like my, me and my mom don't really. I don't think we get along like that. For real. Yeah, I don't. We don't have the best relationship, and it's because I'm kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm bitter about a lot of stuff. Like what? Well, for example, um, I used to blame me being fat on her, but I don't blame that no more. Uh-huh. Um, You're I, taking self responsibility. Yeah, for I take. That. My, yeah, because when you turn about. 18, 19, 20. It's uh-huh. like, bro, you know what you're doing at uh-huh. this point. So you could have been turned this around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I was telling you about making other people feel bad, I get that from my mama. Like, my mom used to do that to me. Me not feeling as confident in myself. Me not feeling like I can do anything. So you're saying your mom makes people feel bad? I won't say people. Or you. I, yeah, I, yeah, she made me feel bad for a long time. Um, even with stuff like even with stuff that I just had no control over, bro. Like I went to Arkansas with my previous car, uh-huh. and like my car broke down in Arkansas, and I I had some money on me, so I ended up having to, you know, get a rental and come back. But she, you know, blamed it on me. Like I like I just did it. Like, dang, bro, I can't get a, can't get a break at all. Uh huh. Like, that's just one example. 
And you know, she was like, You should have stayed jazz and should have stayed jazz. And <laughs> like, Man, shut up with all that, bro. I had stuff to like do. I'm trying to make money, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You were trying to do what? Better myself. I'm gonna say that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to. You make, had like some job opportunity or something that you were yeah. going to. Uh, yeah, I went to Arkansas because I had an opportunity to uh, to meet some people to potentially make some money. It fell through, mm-hmm. but still, any opportunity I try to take, capitalize you know, on it while yeah. you got it. Uh-huh. I feel like you know everybody in this life God puts here for a reason. So you know when opportunities present themselves, I might just take that chance. Uh-huh. I'm gonna take that leap of faith, see what it is. You know, I took that leap of faith. I lost a car out of it, and now I'm driving my shitty bucket, but I don't care. Like, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you know you chasing your dreams, and you're trying to, um, you know, when you get an opportunity, you're trying to go after it. Yeah. And that's good. At least you you found out that through it. Yeah. And so you said it worked out, right? No. It really didn't? No. I don't even. So it was all a loss going? Yeah, it was a loss, but, I mean, it was all a learning experience. And it, yeah. All, you know, at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, my, yeah, me and my mom. She never re- really made me feel like a champion. Like you mm-hmm. should make your son feel like a champion. Like make him feel like you know he can do anything. You know, my I I don't I felt the lack of support. I felt the I've I've watched my sister get everything that I never got mm. when I was growing up. That's another reason why I'm really bitter. Okay. Yeah, she don't really know that. She might listen to this. You never know. But hey. It's hard for me to talk to, you know, her about how I truly, truly feel because, you know, in the black community, you talk to your parents about how you really feel. It's deemed as disrespectful and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, just to put that on record, yeah, I'm bitter. You don't want to hurt your parents' feelings, you know. At this you'll point, feel bad. <laughs> I don't know if I really care about that portion or not because yeah. my feelings been hurt all my life. So mm-hmm. you can take a you can take a second or two to feel bad, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. The person I really just I don't, don't want to disappoint is my dad. My dad is mm-hmm. like my best friend. For real? Yeah. He makes me feel like a champion. But I didn't grow up with my dad. I grew up with my mama. So, so he, w- he would encourage you? Yeah. All the time. Even now. My dad is my biggest support system. My, he's the one person I, did he, um, I owe all of it to. Did he take care of you? Like um, send you money or something like that? Or just your mom? Well, the thing is, I've always been like, too prideful to ask my dad for money Mm -hmm. because he got four kids he got a wife he got you know stuff that he do too and i feel like the person you live with the person you you know i'm saying that's been raising you forever Mm -hmm. should be the one to be able to help you out the most but you know Mm. i feel like i'm literally getting everything from the ground up like i'm even bitter that you didn't make a life better for yourself in order to make my life just a tad bit easier Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm, I'm bitter about a lot of stuff, but I try to put that all in the back because mm-hmm. I don't want, like, I really do ask God to take that bitterness heart, away, that bitter heart away from me. Yeah, because I don't want to feel like that. Well, I mean, like, okay, so my dad, he, he's encouraged me my whole entire life. He, we, we always talk on the phone, and he encouraged me, telling me that I can do this and that, mm-hmm. and push me. And I used to feel, um kind of sad about my mom but I learned a lot like once I got this age my mama has actually taught me way more than I can think about like the person who I am like the way I Mm -hmm. present myself and my respect and everything like that it's come from her and working so hard she worked so hard to put clothes clothes on our back food in our mouth and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it then and I kind of would talk to her about it but 
now I know I'm like, dang, like I, I cannot believe I felt that way because yeah. she actually she was the one who was going through so much trying to make sure I'm alive and well and I got what I need. My dad, only thing he was doing was just encouraging me. Had I, I wish that my mom and dad encouraged me, and mm-hmm. I wish my mom and dad did both of the things my mom did, but they just did their two separate things. Mm-hmm. So I don't try to um, knock my dad for just doing what he did or knock my mom for doing just what she did because I feel like them together, I feel like I just got it all, you yeah. know? I feel you because, I mean, even though I'm saying all of that, I don't want to – I don't want to discredit like my mom said like she was just a trash parent like no mm-hmm. she wasn't like I turned out pretty good I'm I'm still like out here trying to chase my dreams I'm not a, I'm mm-hmm. not locked up I'm not on drugs yeah. I actually went to college twice um and still trying to you know still trying to come out here and do something better for myself and I feel like that comes from you know at least decent parenting I'm mm-hmm. respectful I open doors for ladies still I go before I take you out on a date I'm probably finna knock on your door more yeah. than I'm gonna knock on your door like I'm not finna hit you with the honk like or, you I'm know outside what yeah, or well, text I hate you, I'm when outside. dudes do that like yeah. comes to the door <laughs> yeah I still like I still do all that um I let the toilet seat down even when I'm mm-hmm. the only person at the house <laughs> Like yeah. this, like I mean, simple stuff. And she always kept clothes on my back. Mm-hmm. She always, you know, kept food in my mouth. Like I'm not discrediting her for any of that stuff. I ain't never been hungry. Obviously, I was over 300 pounds at one point, <laughs> so I ain't never been hungry. I'm not gonna yeah. sit here and be like, man, we just we was pole, we ate. Like no, nah, bro. Like we've been in, you know, we've been in odd situations. But uh-huh. I'm gonna just be real. About it, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say how you really feel. That's good. That's how I really feel. I'm not discrediting her for any of that. She Mm -hmm. she did her thing. I'm gonna say she did the best she could. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm gonna say. If this is your best and you gave it your best, I can't be mad about that. Uh huh. I can't be bitter about that. And that's another reason why I wanted that that bitterness to come come out of me. Like I don't I don't want to be bitter about none of that Uh because she. If this is truly your best then you gave me your best. Mm-hmm. And now I have to make a decision. Do I take those principles and do the exact same thing? Or do I take those and I regroup and level up from that? Because a lot of parents, I notice um, the way they treat their children is because of how they were treated. Yeah. And there's only two decisions. You can do the same thing or you can level up. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of people, they don't whoop their kids now because they got their ass beat so bad uh-huh. <laughs> growing up. And I understand that. So mm-hmm. I'm taking this. That's why I want to, like, create a certain life for myself now uh-huh. so that my kids later won't have to mm-hmm. do all these things, do all these things and struggle so hard and, you know, yeah. worry about if their parents love them or not. That's why I show up like, oh, I hope my kids are grateful because, man, when I tell you I haven't got sleep in, mm-hmm. like, this whole entire week. <laughs> like, because you have to, like, a lot of things I'm doing, I don't get paid for mm-hmm. because it's what I love to do and I know I'm going to have to do it in order to get paid for it later on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh, I hope my kids, <laughs> they realize that I went through a lot. So, yeah, I, I really want to make sure my kids don't have to struggle mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, I want to be able to, no matter what, I want to be able to fund my kids' dreams. Yes. Like, I would love for my kid to be like, Dad, I got this business plan I want to go to go through. Mm-hmm. It's $3,000, and I'm, I need some help. I'm like, well, son, 
I can meet you at 15. I ain't gonna give you the whole 3,000 uh-huh. because, you know what I'm saying, I want you to know the you value of hard work, uh-huh. at least some, at least some kind of it because, bro, I work hard. Like, yes. I work hard. Like, I, I, I'm I, throwing boxes at FedEx at night. And the right, struggle, right it really now. helps you grow. It, yeah, it The does. struggle makes you who you are and it humbles you. Yeah, and it's just right you know? now, I've been working at crazy jobs. Like, I've had, I, don't get me wrong, I had the opportunity to work at some great, some um non physical places and stuff like that, but they just didn't align with what I was doing at the time. So I had to take you know a certain other kind of job in order to you know that's why I'm throwing boxes right now. Yeah, you know? I mean I'm cool with it right now because I'm where I work out so much. I just look at it as a second workout. So uh-huh. this is a part of my you know fat loss journey and stuff like that. But I just want to be like you know what I'm saying I want to meet you at fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You give me fifteen hundred, we gonna start you a business. Yeah, yeah, and I want five percent. I'm just saying. That's something my I mom tell me all the time. She was like, "Oh, I wish I made a lot of money so that I could support my kids' dreams. I just yeah. wish I could do that." That's how my dad is. And I'm like, "Mom, like you, you're good. Like I know I say that I wish that I had, um, you know, some money so that I can go ahead and start a business because mm-hmm. it seemed like." now because I don't have enough money but I don't expect my mama to just come out and have all of this money because she ain't my only parent